everybody, it is another episode of theloftestparty.com, America's second favorite podcast in its category. We have... <laughs> that's my new catchphrase, Reno. I love we have, it. <laughs> we've got our friend Reno Collier back on the show. Reno, how you doing, buddy? I am doing wonderful, my friend. Deep I'm uh, no, hiding in the bathroom from little kids and the um, dog. Yes. So it sounds a little echoey. It's because I'm doing this on the sink. I'm doing it on the sink. That's I think that's the name of your next album. Yeah. Reno Collier. Doing good. it on the sink. Yeah. Now, we were, we were talking a little bit before we got started. And I just I, I kind of want this conversation just to be natural and just meander wherever it goes. Because that's it's going to be better than anything that I could plan. So that's, that's just what it is. But you, my friend, are are quite in demand. You were you were telling me like you, you've been booked every weekend. I know you're doing stuff with uh, Bob and Tom. I know you're doing stuff with uh, John Reap. Yeah, dude. I'm, what else I, is going on? What else is going on, guy? I'm doing uh, this Big D and Bubba show. Some and Who, who's Big D and Bubba? They're a syndicated radio show out of Nashville. Okay. They're in like a hundred markets. And uh I'm dude, I'm doing anything I can. I'm throwing I work construction through COVID. Yep. Like because shows were getting canceled on my way to the airport, you know, and it was like I gotta do something. <laughs> I'm gonna lose it, you know? And uh so I started so then this summer I was like too hot for construction. I'm just gonna take everything I and I kept taking stuff, and before I knew it, I'm like, dude, I'm booked till in the next year like what you know so it, it's good it's all good and i'm starting to sell some tickets again and dude i had people like me and reaper doing a show at this paramount theater in bristol and uh these ladies were in the alleyway and we're standing out there and she goes oh my god there's john reap can i get a picture with john reap and i'm like yeah give me your phone i'll take it and i go to take the picture and she goes will you go in and get reno so i get all <laughs> And I'm holding, the, I'm like, I am Reno. And she's like, no, you're not. Go get him. And I'm like, no, honey, I'm not kidding. Like, I, I quit drinking. I don't, I don't, I lost like 60 pounds. It's, and I'm getting old. You know, like people, it's funny. People still think of us as when they saw us. Yeah. Because you stand still in television. You know, it's like, all right, that's what they're going to look like forever. And you know what, dude? It's like people have no idea when they're insulting you. They have no, no idea. I, where was I? I was at an event uh, recently, uh, and Kellyanne Conway from uh, you know the Trump administration. She has a new book out, and she was talking and blah blah blah. And so someone comes up to me, and they they had seen me somewhere, and they're like, "Dude, I just saw you on World's Dumbest," you know, which was like I just I just <laughs> that World's Dumbest Criminal. Yeah. The guy goes, dude, I saw you on World's Dumbest. Wow, you were young. You had- <laughs> <laughs> dude, here, here's the best. It's like there's like there's like some really attractive girl like waiting in line to get a t-shirt or something, and they come up and go, I'm getting this for my dad. He loves you. I saw you when I was growing up. <laughs> it's like, oh dude, come on. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> And so isn't it weird, though, dude? Like, you know how much that hurts, right? Yeah. And but so to, nobody but to, it, it's so weird when you're not, you know, just in somebody's everyday life. The things they say, they don't mean it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they don't they're not trying to be, <laughs> me, but it's, right? it, it, it's so funny, though. Dude, I laugh all the time, but I, it's weird getting to that age where I'm people's parents. Funny. Oh, yeah. comedian, You know? Yeah, that's it's I, I've had that similar thing where somebody like, wow, I can't believe great show. OK, oh, man, my mom is going to be so mad. Yeah, it's but dude, I, I don't care. I'll take all the love I can get, you know. Yes. Yes, we will, because we're needy and there's something <laughs> broken in us. Needy, insecure little children on the inside. Yes. Now, the last time we were working together, and we got to do these again, buddy. We got to do I these again. It. it was it was you, 
and uh, myself and Brian Hayner. No idea who that is. I know. He's never been on the show. It wasn't like he was on last week. Uh, and then <laughs> we also did some shows with Chad Prather and our, our brilliantly titled uh, Freedom to Laugh Tour. What was it? Was Where was our last show? Was that Dallas? Or did we want to do some after that? Um, when did we shoot the special? That was in Chicago. Oh, that's right. Dude. Oh, my. I totally forgot. We was did a special for Fox Nation. Yeah. Yeah. That was the last one, maybe. But those were fun, dude. We're going to do those again. We're going to do those again. Yeah, uh, heck yeah. Yeah, because we started in your hometown in Nashville. We were at uh, at Zany's. Now you're still living in Nashville, right? The Greater Nashville area. You're yeah. You're happier than a pig in 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 a in in shit because yeah, I am. I love it. You moved to Nashville a million years ago. I remember you from L.A. and then uh, and you were just tearing it up out there. And then you disappeared. And I think that's when you went to Nashville. Well, I I kept getting deals, but I couldn't get a show <laughs> on the air. Ain't and, that the truth. And, and I was like, I was starting to become that guy that like, you know, oh, he pitches and then, then we don't do it. And then you sell a pilot and you don't do it. And so I was like, you know what? My son was born and I was like, I'm going back to Nashville. And plus I was going on tour with the blue collar guys and the tour bus left out of here. Yeah. So they picked me up at home. So then I come to Murfreesboro and I get three shows. I couldn't get anything when I'm standing in front of people, but apparently me on Skype is just the killer. I'm just, I look good on Skype, apparently. <laughs> I, I mean, dude, like stuff like I'm in the back of a tour bus on the Skyping with people. And it was, you know, Skype's all over the place when you're traveling. Yeah. And the NBC show, I didn't even care. Cause I'm, I mean, I lost all of it in a divorce, but I used to make a lot of money. And I'm, <laughs> I'm in the back of the bus and these dudes from the BBC and NBC are interviewing me. It's I me mean, dude. It's an NBC show. It's a big show. And I'm in the back of the bus. I got a bottle of Jack somewhere. And then I'm like, yeah, man, I could do this. This would be awesome. And it kept cutting in and out. And I'm like, I'm starting to feel like I'm on the moon. I'm like, and it's, it's fluttering back and forth on the screen. I'm like, we screwed up. Save us. We should have sent monkeys. And I just hung <laughs> up on them. <laughs> And they're like, did he just hang up on us? And then like a week later, they go, you got it. That's hilarious. And I didn't, you know, it's so weird the way L.A. works. If you're in their face, you know, it's like, well, we have him. But if yeah. you turn things down and act like an idiot, they're like, oh, wait, we got to get that. What do you mean he won't do it? Have him come into the meeting. He won't come. He's not coming. He's on a tour. It's so weird how fickle everything is. Well, it's it's like, dude, it's like high school, right? You know, it's like if you're just the kid hanging out in the lunchroom looking around, please be my friend, please be my friend. They're like, ooh, that's kind of sad. But if you're out there on the field and you're on the team and they're like, wow, ooh, we're going to talk to him when he's not. Yeah. Oh, I know him. He's a cool guy. It's <laughs> yeah, it's exactly yeah. what it is. That's now, so funny. I want to know this. And I, I don't think I've ever uh, found this. How did you fall in with uh the blue collar peeps. So management. Ah. Um, when I wanted to leave, my old agent at ICM was like, you need to find someone who doesn't care if you live here. And I think I know these guys. These guys just produced this blue collar thing. And, blah, and I'm like, the blue collar thing. I mean, I know I knew those guys, Ron and Dan and forever. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys that's what you're doing. They're like, yeah, we'll throw you out with those guys. We don't care where you live. And I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> Thank you. I'll see you in Murfreesboro, <laughs> you know? Um, so it, it kind of, and then I just opened for cable guy and it ended up being 12 years. Dude. Um, what a and great it was game. really fun. It was, it was really fun, but I drank through it like a lunatic. And now I've never been funnier or happier, which is bizarre. Um, like gutting it out in some of these funny bones and clubs and stuff like that. I freaking love it, dude. It, it's making me feel young again. Like when we used to just bounce around and travel and yeah, meet people. And it's just, I freak. I love being on stage more now than I ever have. It is fun, dude. It yeah. is very fun. I know like 
when the Rona hit, and then I got a I got a call from uh, the uh, the Improv in Dallas, and uh, and they're like, hey, we're gonna reopen. This is not gonna work out. We're gonna reopen. We're just gonna keep people, you know, uh, separate and blah 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 blah, and check their temperatures. But if you want to come down and do a show, you know, we'd we'd love it. You'll be the first comment. And dude, it's crazy. Like I don't think I don't see myself ever stopping doing stand up. Like ever, yeah. it's just that much fun. So, so what get like that? Like when you go out with with uh, with John Reap, is it like a different show than when you're just out by yourself? And or am I being incredibly naive? No, no, no. It's um, we do stuff at the end, goofing off. Yeah. Um, but it's my whole all my materials different. Um, I'm not well, trying to be good. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. But like, it's um, the best thing that ever happened was that construction job. Really? Yeah, because you know, like how a lot of comics, you watch them and everything is, I was on the airplane and I was in the hotel and I was, because that's yeah. all we do. Yeah. And by actually going and having, <laughs> this sounds so dumb, but by having a real job and by hanging out with normal people that aren't just jacking around you know what i mean it, <laughs> it, rege- it regenerated me and it was almost like starting over like i just cleared this the plate and i went right from it's all new yeah and it, it's a different style i mean when i'm sober i'm a, I'm a different dude yeah um, it's different in i mean i used to just I, I don't get me wrong dude i had so much fun you know just you know it yeah. was a blast but comedically i wasn't writing like i am now like i wasn't i didn't have a um i didn't pay attention i didn't give a shit <laughs> i mean let's be honest i really was like i'll go up and sling this stuff around and make some money and get hammered and that you know and it was yeah. fun and it was funny and it was good but it wasn't like it just feels totally different like i'm it revitalized is. It's weird, man. Like I used to look at comics, you know, way back in the day, you know, when you're like the feature act and you'd, you'd work with some headliner who was they they weren't partying. They you know, they weren't hanging out after the show and they had a notebook and they were writing stuff down. And I used to like look down my nose at them. I'm like, oh, look at you, Mr. Professional. <laughs> yeah. Look at you, Kel. Yeah. Look at you taking this like a job. Yeah. Look at you working on your little jokes. I just get up there and talk to them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dude, when I, when I did the roast on, uh, for the um, comedy central, I'm in the back and I'm walk. I'm just kind of wandering around drinking a beer before it. And Greg Gerardo is pacing back and forth going, okay, tip, tip, tip. Okay. Okay. I got to, and and Jeffrey Ross is paying, and they're all nervous and they're wandering yeah. around, and I'm like, oh shit, I should have taken this seriously. Like, <laughs> like these I, guys actually do stuff. <laughs> see, I don't know though, dude. Like you, you gave two horrible examples. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but dude, even they were more organized than me. That's what I'm saying. Right? Like, didn't Geraldo die of a drug overdose? Hey, look. We all have our heroes. <laughs> I, I'm, here's here's an unpopular opinion for the day, and and probably the listeners are like, "Oh yeah, that's right." There was a dude, and this is what I I always it drove me crazy about Comedy Central. Really, like they do these roast, and this dude, Greg Garaldo or whatever Garaldo's first name was, he was always there. It's yeah. like. He had every opportunity. And from what I hear, like I'm in the New York scene now. That's that's my whole deal. Everybody in New York loves that guy and speaks highly of him. I never met him. I never did a show with him. I understand maybe he's the, he was the nicest guy on the planet and yada, yada, yada. That being said, it drove me crazy. Like every time you turned on Comedy Central, there that fucker was doing something. You're like, how many who is in love with this guy? At Comedy yeah. Central. If it didn't happen after appearance number 52, it ain't going to happen on fucking 53. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was he was so good at those. The thing I didn't like um, is 
cable guy was like my best friend. I wasn't going to go up there and make fun of his kid. You know what I mean? Like it, it was so malicious and it didn't feel like a real roast because those people didn't know him. Yes. You know, and it, it took away from, it was like, well, how can I just sit back and be as mean as I possibly can in with the jealous inflection in my voice because he makes 20 times more money than I'll ever dream of making. You know, it's yes. like, let, let's let some little hipster dickhead go up and make, take pot shots at a guy who's actually really successful. Well, that's that's what it became. And yeah. uh, you've, you've touched on a sore subject with me because I'm I have this. It, it, hope it'll probably be my next book actually the now the, the more i think about it it's like we're living in a world of where everything is an echo of something great like they took uh they took star wars and and now it's woke and it's all this and it's all that so it it kind of looks like star wars and sounds like star wars but it's not it's a it's a distorted echo they're doing it now with uh lord of the rings on amazon it's this twisted and it really one of the first times it was like a, it was like a flare it's like comedy central and those roasts they're just an echo and you're like wow no one no one over there knows what makes these popular like the the old school roasts and I, i'm talking about like the friars club roast and yeah and the, dean, and the dean martin roast if you go and look at those and dude i just saw it's fucking crazy i just saw don rickles doing a roast of, of Clint Eastwood and it was it was just spot on tonally perfect really wonderful you know because Don Rickles is up there going you know Clint uh you know 35 years ago we did a movie called Kelly's Heroes and you haven't called me since so I'm gonna let it rip <laughs> you know yeah but like these people, they knew each other and yeah, they were teasing, but it wasn't mean spirited and it was funny. And it was like, it was like dancing right on the edge. Comedy Central just turned it into a parade of, uh, you'd have people who had, they, they had, they never knew the person they were roasting. Right. And it was just, it, it's just vicious, like Snoop Dogg, like roasting Joan Rivers. What are we doing people? What are we right. doing here? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it turned, well, that's, probably why it's not on anymore but <laughs> it, was, it was one of those things where it's like you guys you know people love the the person who's getting roasted and when you're up there like well your grandmother had polio and your dad died of syphilis and yeah. there's no punchline it's like what what was that you know i've I feel uh, I feel bad for the next guy that has to get between her legs. You're gonna come out with a it's just like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah, we're living in Lisa Lampanelli's vagina, having a keg party, and it's like, all right, you know, Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just it got old to me, and it, it lost its heart. I mean, you know, you can lay the person out, and at the end, but if you don't know the person, yeah, then there's no wrap up, there's no bow on it. It's just yeah. I'm going to say the meanest stuff I can because I can't believe you're famous and I'm not. And right. comics are so insecure that there's there's a vicious side that, yeah. you know, Greg Giraldo on the Cable Guy one kept saying, I can't understand why you're so popular. You know, well, I can't that's... understand this. I can't understand that. And it's like, well, don't worry about it. Take yes. care of your own stuff. You know, like, it, um, I don't but... know, dude, I, I lost interest in him. I mean, and then you watch like Justin Bieber and stuff like that. And I'm like, why would you put yourself in this? Yes. You know, well, you, because you, uh, we've done, Rita, you know, so we've done, we've done testing. And it turns out that people who see you on this format will also perhaps cross over. And it's, it's all right. this bullshit right. elitist science. Yeah. They use math, nerds. It's, 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 it's really, uh, quite it's 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 frustrating man but it's like uh you kind of hit on like i, I think it's like a, a political thing with uh, with greg giraldo and those guys i don't know why you're popular and i think he's probably being genuine i don't he understand was. it and those are the people who are it, they're running the country now they right. just they simply they don't understand what's going on in the rest of the states, you have your your little thought bubbles in New York and D.C. and 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 L.A. and and they make these policies, and it it trickles down through the school system, and they have no idea 
how the rest of the country lives, works, or does anything. And, and hates them. Dude, really does. And this I mean, is, I'm not going to get, we're not going to get crazy political here, but we, we, we might in the, in the, in the next segment, but it's like, dude, let me, let uh, me ask you, let me ask you something. How elitist and snobby are you to pay off student loans for people who signed a piece of paper saying they'd pay the money back in the face of people that couldn't afford to go to college, got a job learned to trade and made their life. And then you, you're coming in and going, well, you, you, you're stupid. You should have waited it out. We'd have paid and. it off. You just got to wait till right before an election where we make somebody look good and we can chuck money at you. This and is the person joke. and the person who made that decision or has never worked a day in his life. Right. That right. Oh, okay. That's, we're going to, we're going to take a break. We're coming back, <laughs> and there's a very good chance we're going to really let some shit rip. Dude, I'll tell you what, <laughs> my hands are shaking and my head's turning red. So this is- <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and ten blades? Your handsome-ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandra, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. I know karate. I know jiu-jitsu. I drive like a gay. So when I'm coming to see you, see you, see you. Now we've done it. We've we've stumbled into student loans. We've we've stumbled into who's responsible for whose debt. And you're you're saying exactly what I'm thinking too, dude. Like, I'm really sorry that this happened to you. I'm really sorry that you got involved in a predatory loan. Maybe you should call a lawyer. Maybe uh, the government should come in and try to put an end to these predatory loans. But right now, you're on the hook. You're on the hook. You you can't tell everybody that if you agree to something and write your your name on it and sign it, that you're going to get bailed out. It, it it's it's pretty much we live in. Remember the real snotty kid that you'd be friends with, and every time he got in trouble, his parents bailed you out and yours didn't. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And, and yeah. they just constantly get bailed out. Well, guess what? When they're fifty, they suck as a human being. <laughs> they have nothing. They have no pride. They don't have any sense of work, work ethic. They don't have. They're just. They're just a dick. And and that's what we live in right now. Well, I don't think it's fair that I should. And if we get enough of us together and complain loud enough, even though we're thirteen percent of the population, the entire world's going to listen to us. We shouldn't have to pay this because I work at Starbucks. Well, guess what, Dick? You should have bought a hammer and some nails and learned a trade.
that that's yeah. what debt does and it's here's the here's the other thing about it here's the other thing about it, it you've got this this horrible system where where the, the government comes in and goes okay we're going to back all these loans so no matter what happens you'll get your money back they're saying that to the colleges and the colleges are like wait well well hold up hold up no matter what happens you guys are paying for it oh yeah. shit college just got real expensive it now it's 75 got, grand a year yeah yes so right now you've got sleepy joe and the gang going okay so if you if you owe ten thousand dollars and you make between this and that and blah 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 and your potential earnings ding, ding, then you qualify they're not doing anything about the loans they're not doing anything about the price of college they're not letting the the, the free market decide it's it's really really uh gross and i tell you what like <laughs> The YouTube channel that I do, I'm like, man, I know a lot of people like on on YouTube, they're 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 younger. It's a different demo, whatever. And I'm like, they are not going to like this next video. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the great thing about when like for me, when my career has already peaked, I don't care about those kids. I, I don't care anymore about any, you know, they work at Starbucks and they have a tip jar. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's always just like, hey, well, I'm now we live in a time where I actually tip them because they're the only ones that showed up to come to work. <laughs> you know, what? it's like a full circle. Like, wait a minute. I'm against this. But now I'm for this because I don't understand where your friends are. And, and you know, if you major in philosophy and you thought you were going to get out and start at two hundred thousand dollars a year and pay your debt off, you're an idiot already. This isn't the first thing you're going to sign your name to and screw it up. Yeah. Well, here's don't you think it's just going to get worse, though? It is don't you, because it is, dude. It's, it's a lifestyle. That's how they live. Someone will bail me out. And who do they go for? They look at the government like their parents and the government acts like those parents that raises spoiled, bratty ass kids. The government shouldn't even be involved in raising our kids. And they're trying to get involved with little kids now. That's this is, this is an indoctrination. And I've been saying it for years and years. And isn't it funny how everything that used to be a conspiracy theory is starting to actually show a little life? Dude, a little life. A I mean, UFO life. people, they've been dressing up like they just got shocked. Their hair and, you know, they throw these weirdos on TV. And now they actually have proof of them. It is, uh, dude, I can remember when like the nose ring and the tongue ring became a thing and every comic and their mom had that uh had that joke i asked her why she got the tongue ring and she's like oh it improves oral sex and i was like hey honey uh you know a hunk of metal in your tongue isn't gonna make it you're like yeah. everybody had that joke yeah but it is i think we've we've crossed uh we've we've crossed a line now where it's not it, it they're not the weirdos off in the corner they're they're every they're teaching the kids yeah and, and they're they've really the craziest thing to me is when ron desantis in florida you know found out about what was being taught about you know gender and all this other stuff and sex ed to little kids and yeah. he's like okay you're not allowed to do that anymore and dude there was pushback like organized pushback and it's still going on to me i thought i thought that's it this is there's been a a, a a growing pile of like woke straw and this is going to be the match that just sends it off and ends it but there i don't see an end in sight i really don't they well, they they insist on that to little kids dude that's what yeah. there, there's no coming back for me. There's no coming back for me. No, me neither. And and it's so disgusting. And the fact that, you know, it, when you look at here's the thing, how do people communicate now? It's all through social media. Yes. Well, they, they dominate social media. I mean, if you just look at social media, you would think that the world is about to end. But if you go down to Kroger's and talk to someone there. And they are 100% on board with you, as well as everybody else in the store, except for the one idiot that's trying to sell garlic butter with a hammer sticking out of her head. Like, 
everybody uh, else is, is on your side. Yes. But, but we feel like we're not, and we feel like we don't have a voice, and people just bail. Like, oh, I can't say anything. I don't want the repercussions. I want to go to work. Then they go to work. Don't say that or you're fired. Do this and you're fired. You know, if you if you use the wrong pronoun, you're fired. You know, what are we living in? What, and the problem is, in this country, it seems to me that people take it, take it, take it until it boils over. Then they snap. Well, that and, is, uh, that's the big, that's the one I'm waiting for. I, it's going to happen. Especially now with this with this garbage with the uh, the FBI, the FBI and the Department of Justice. And like you're talking about social media and the way you perceive things. Now you've got you got Zuckerberg just did that interview with Rogan. And he's like, yeah, the FBI called us up and they said, be on the lookout for Russian disinformation. So, oh, so we killed the story about Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh, excuse me. What? Excuse me. What? I don't. I don't understand how now if you're an open forum in social media, then I've never gotten this. Then you can't sue because it's an open forum. But if you are publishing, if you're changing things and determining what comes on, now you're a publisher and you should be able to be sued. Right. Right. And it doesn't make any sense why nobody is. Well, this is the the great frustration uh, about you know, with people like myself and you and 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 people who actually have a better perception of what's going on, like social media, big tech, Google, Facebook. Yeah, they, they go crazy to the left, crazy to the left. But there's also enough money that they give to the right. You know, that like you'll have you'll have Zuckerberg testify in front of Congress or the Senate or something. And and no one says, let me see the algorithm. Let me see it. Right. Show me. If you if you're just a giant community poster board and anybody can post anything, then I'd like to see that. Otherwise, you're a publisher and you're picking and choosing and you are, you know, it's it's like like Twitter right now with this whole Elon Musk thing. They don't want him to see that algorithm. They don't yeah. want to see how they steer the conversation. You know, and like newspapers did it for years and years. And I remember when I when I discovered it, looking at the difference between like a George Bush headline and, say, a Bill Clinton headline, you know, uh, like a George Bush headline, you know, George Bush, you know, struggles. George would always be like he struggles to maintain some sense of blah, 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 blah. There was always like a little negativity to it. But like a a Bill Clinton, Clinton comes through again for America. It was always. Yeah. It was, it was like George Bush kills 15 Arab people and then Bill Clinton takes out 15 terrorists. Yes. It, it, they just they and they've always done that. And it doesn't yeah. matter who you vote for, or what side you're on. You shouldn't want the media to be like that. As soon as commercials are pushed in to and you become a every, everything is editorialized. I mean, everything is or I guess to say it better, everything has a side now. There yeah. is no middle. And I just want to hear the news. Like, I, I and I watch local news now, but it, but it's like when you are selling commercials and people, oh no, you know, people that say CNN, there's still people who go, they're not left-leaning. You just don't get it. Right. Well, no, I, I do get it. And and it's if you sit back and look at it, nobody can think this is fair. As soon as you're selling commercials, you're no longer just the news. You can call it news. But like, for instance, if you watch Fox, I know you're on there all the time. If you watch the commercials on there, it's all like my pillow. Yes. My gold. Have you looked at silver? <laughs> and then you watch CNN and it's like Subaru, Honda. They feel safe going on there and advertising because we don't make a big stink out of it. Right. Then you go on right. Fox and they're scared to death to put anybody on there because people are like, well, I'm not buying your Subaru anymore. I your commercials on Fox. Well, it's going to take everybody else doing that, I guess, to find a middle road because they're not going away. And the crazy is spreading. Yes, that is like in the this last election, I know a lot of school boards flipped. You know, they got a lot of like they got they got rid of a lot of the woke and a lot of school boards. 
And that needs to happen more because, dude, here's the part that like kind of has me worried. Everybody slept on the whole school system. They're like, well, you know, school is what it's going to be. Oh, the elementary school. Oh, the school board's going to do. And I remember when Common Core first came out and everybody's like, oh, Common Core is crazy. That was the, that was the canary in the coal mine. That's when we really needed to start paying attention because right now you've got a whole generation of kids that came up through that like pseudo woke crap and then they went to college and then they got really woke and now they work in giant corporations and they're like, oh, you need a human resource department. You need you need a you need an equity department. You need, you need a diversity. Oh, you need this. You need this. You need this. And corporations are like, oh, the world is changing. So now you and then you've got another generation behind them and then you got another generation behind that. Yeah. So if, if we dig in right now, like right now, we might come through this through the skin of our teeth, but I'm concerned about the military. Oh, like, me too. I don't, I don't think I don't think our military is ready to fight anybody, anybody, and that's terrifying. And I kind of want to yeah. keep that secret. I don't. <laughs> but if I'm if I'm yeah if I'm are in China, even, I'm licking my chops. But then I'm like, oh, we won't even have to China? invade. They are licking their chops. Well, dude, I I think it's a completely different kind of warfare. I don't think it's going to be. You know, pow, pow, pow. It's not going to be like freaking uh, Red Dawn and the Wolverines. I just think they're just going to wait and just buy everything and watch us implode. Well, we're we're eating ourselves now. Yeah. You know, and it's financially, I mean, you saw during COVID, if they if they hold, you know, the chips. Eventually, we're going to become so reliant on this bullshit that we're going to, you know, it's come beg to us. Mm hmm. And I mean, dude, even like with the Ukraine, you know, Ben Stiller's over there shaking the guy's hand. <laughs> what what kind of I mean, that's what we think. Like, if you're in the middle of a, can you imagine Eisenhower if they're like, hey, listen, Polly Shore wants to come over and get a photo op. Yeah, stand over there and shake. He would have knocked him out. <laughs> we live with a bunch of freaking wuss. I, I mean, dude, it it's so. Th that's reality gone. There is no reality when an actor thinks I'm going to go to the Ukraine and take pictures of me shaking hands with this guy. What what it, what is Ben Stiller? Stiller I, when this is over, I can help you with W security or your museums. I know a little bit about that. Like, what is he going to do? Uh, he's going to raise awareness. He's that's gonna all they ever do. And it's raise awareness. We've gotten to a, like in a work environment, people spend more time trying to figure out how the work environment should be than actually doing the work. <laughs> that is true. You know what I mean? Well, this is, I'm not comfortable here and I don't like this. And I'd like to sit down and kind of be on some sort of a bicycle instrument where my feet are moving all the time. And then when I eat, I need to stand up and I'm, and it's like, you guys, we have shit to do. <laughs> like, this, we, we don't just come in and feng shui or whatever that word is through and change, you know, well, a darker tan would make me feel calmer at lunch. And, and it's like, you guys, you know, we're losing money right now. And that will be, dude, it's funny. It's like, we're, we're slowly circling, uh, the, the book Atlas shrugged by, by Ayn Rand. <laughs> it's, uh, and then you, so you have that person on the work site and they're talking about how they don't feel comfortable and there's microaggressions and this and that, and there's a lack of this and they need that. So you're like, okay, dude, I needed you to hang that siding and, and you're not, so I'm going to fire you. Then they're going to turn that into a, a racial thing or an unjustly being fired. And then it's going to cost you a fortune. And then you'll have, you'll have good businesses, solid businesses, that are the victims of lawsuits and lawfare, which is what we're seeing now, all over the place. And yep. they'll just they'll just go under. And yep. and then what? And then what? That's the question I always come back to. And then what? Well, right? and then hopefully, God willing, we do another Carter to Reagan. Um, you know what I mean? Like the pendulum always swings back. That's the only way we've stayed alive. I don't think it does, dude. I don't know I don't, if it will this time, but nobody in the 60s thought it would either. Well, here, like, this is, uh, well, the, the the difference now is 
the people because of because of information and because of the internet and because of you know hopefully you know shows like this and whatnot people realize oh i'm sending these i'm sending these uh these people to congress and i'm sending these people you know into the senate and i'm talking about gop here and they're not solving the problem like reagan realized illegal immigration was a problem and they promised him they're like dude you sign this you sign this amnesty bill and we are going to take care of the border and he signed the amnesty bill and they never took care of the border and then you had people like arnold schwarzenegger in in california i'm the governor of california i'm going to close the border and then you had people on the right going you can't do that you got to let them through you got to let them through so there's shenanigans on both sides oh absolutely and and, and because of these shenanigans that's where Trump came from. People always people always like to talk about Trump like, oh, he was just like this magician who said these magic words. No, we have we were smart people and we've seen the landscape and we know that everybody's been lying. Everybody's been lying. And, and the majority of you sons of bitches are on the take. So, yeah, I want somebody new in there. And, dude, that is why they're going after this guy so hard. Oh, I, yeah. I've never seen anything like it. I don't think we ever will again in our lives. But like, dude, I was on the the Gutfeld show last night and we were talking about the uh, the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. And I'm just biting my tongue and biting my tongue. And and you got, you know, Pete Hegseth and Kaylee McEnany and uh, and Will Witt or not Will Witt. Hey. Uh, yeah. And they're talking about this like a news story. They're like, well, we have to see what was in the thing and we have to look here from the D. Da, da, da. And I'm just like, I understand you guys have to do that. But to me, this is just like another page in a very jacked up book where the, the uh, you know, with the FISA abuse uh, that the FBI did and the FBI agents talking about insurance policies against Trump and the whole Russia collusion thing. And the PP tape and the Russian hookers and then the Mueller report and the obstruction of justice charges and all these arrests that are being made. And it just keeps going on and on like they're terrified of yeah. Trump getting in there and just really letting loose and just really cutting loose. And, yeah. and to me, that's what that's what we desperately need. That is what this country desperately needs. We got to we got to we got to trim a lot of fat. We we've got these bureaucratic idiots. And this is how we started this segment. Like like Joe Biden, dude's never fucking worked a real job. No. And he's making decisions about money and loans and business and the economy. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Same yeah. thing with, you know, it, there's tons of them on the left. They've never worked. They've never run a company. They've but never they, 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 run there's a no repercussions for anything that they do. I mean, it doesn't matter. So say, say, let's just say that Trump took secret, top secret thing and whatever and took it to Mar-a-Lago. OK, but just looking at it for you to go after that and have done nothing to Hillary Clinton. Or Hunter Biden. Dude, I mean, j just just the visual of that. And then and, Hillary's like selling shirts and, you know, I mean, it, it is such a middle finger to the middle America who don't like these people. They, you know? they, um, you know, that chant lock her up. That didn't come out of nowhere too. That's, it's just, and it's all, it's all the narrative and it's all the headlines and all this other stuff. But, but and I can't stop thinking about it. It's like, so, okay. So you've got Hunter Biden's laptop in the, you know, the investigation, of the FBI, they had that, they had that laptop at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019. So they knew what was going on. They saw the emails. They saw the 10% of the big guy. They saw that when Hunter went to China with his dad, who was then the vice president, Hunter came out with a big fat pile of money for a business he had no business being in. They right. saw the Ukraine thing. They saw the 10% to the big guy. They saw the text messages. Then you've got eyewitnesses with Tony Bublinski. You got, then you've got voicemails from Joe Biden himself. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And, it then, is. and then they're doing a raid on Mar-a-Lago because we think maybe he might have taken a cocktail napkin that is now. It's fucking yeah. crazy. It is. And, you know, like we were talking about the college 
thing and the loans and all that. I, I here's what I think you should do: take all the money you're going to forgive and put it in a pile, and get everybody who signed up for a loan that says that they can't pay it back or blah blah blah. Line them up on one side. Take all the construction workers, cops, guys in the military who didn't take out a student loan, found a way to go to college, or went to a trade school, line them up on the other side. Let them braveheart it out and fight, and whoever wins gets the money. We do the whole thing on pay-per-view. All of it's on pay-per-view. You line up every Starbucks, Budkista, or whatever the hell they call themselves, and everybody <laughs> else who just says, like, you know, this isn't fair, and I didn't mean this, and I, how am I ever going to get my let? You line them up, then you go, okay, you guys, we were going to jip you. We were going to pay off the spoiled kid stuff, but instead, we're going to let you fight for it. So let's see who's better prepared. Go. I'd and love just that. let them go. Hammers, nail guns, <laughs> fire hoses, whatever they have. I mean, did you <laughs> think about all the people that joined the military? just to go to college, ended up fighting in a war to Dude. get a college degree. Dude. And uh, what a smack in the face this is. There's a there's a guy on, uh, he's a real cool dude, uh, Johnny Joey Jones. He's on Fox. I see him all yeah, the time. Yeah, I know who he is. Dude lost both his legs, had yeah. both legs blown off. Because he signed up to get college and blah, like, what What do you tell that person? Yeah. What do you tell? And then, so now that, that's a huge incentive to, to join the military. And the other huge incentive to join the military is like, dude, you're going to be in the best shape. You're doing something noble. You're a warrior. You're a, you're a freaking cool dude. Then you take that and you dial that. Well, we need to be, we need to be aware. We need to be emotionally yeah. sensitive. And, 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 you know, so you're taking away every... You've taken away the cool factor of being a Marine or a Navy SEAL, and now you're taking away the incentive. Like, who is going to join? Yeah, here's a little bit of money so you can live in San Antonio. You know? Yeah. It's it's not even – it's so – when I used to do a lot of USO stuff and you go – these kids were babies, man. They were 12 hours on, 12 hours off. They'd get done with a shift and go play video games. They joined to go to college. Yeah. And you have just said to them, your little wussy friend who stayed home and took out a loan and got a degree in poetry, you're yes. gonna get bailed out. And you're not. It's it's crazy. But I tell you, it's here's the cool thing. Like, like, especially out of like, you know, Desert Storm and Kuwait and all of the, you know, the stuff in Afghanistan, you'd have these these dudes uh, making the coolest edits on their phone. Have you ever gotten, have you ever gone down the rabbit hole on those? Yes. Like they'll put like ACDC's Thunderstruck as the music going and they're riding around on their helicopters just testing their guns. And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> dude, the best ones were when, like, and I watched one of them. And then after I saw it, this guy goes, dude, I got videos like you wouldn't believe, but you're out in the middle of the desert. And someone will take off running and just flying burrito into one of those porta potties with somebody in it. <laughs> have you looked at those? I have not. They're freaking awesome, man. I mean, the guys come out and they're blue and they just, or they used to, they wash those things with like a fire hose. They'd line them up and there'd be like six or seven of them and they just blast them. That's hilarious. But, but they'd lock somebody in one and open it and hit them with the, I mean, there's not a lot to do in some of those bases that were out in the middle of nowhere. Dig it. All right, my friend. Here's what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to do some some shows together. We're gonna have I'm to. In, man. Anytime. Yeah, I think I think that has to be done. And you know what? And dude, and and seriously, thank you so much. Uh, and it's it's funny, and it's it's interesting, funny to me. Like we were the dudes who nutted up years ago. Right. Yeah. So I, I remember like, oh, shit, we're going to be at this club. They didn't even put our flyer in the window. They, they didn't put our freedom to laugh to it. They, they, they wouldn't even advertise it. They wouldn't do this. And then you had people going, oh, what are the repercussions of this? Is it going to be hate speech? You can't really oh, This club won't have you because they're worried. And uh, you know what? We uh, we we did it. We did it. And guess what? We're going to do it again. 
We are. And dude, it's so funny because the arts was always supposed to be, we're open to anyone. Yes. This is where you express yourself. And now that's gone too. Because they're like, well, if you come here and do a show, then you guys leave. And then no one, people will boycott us and they'll do this and that. I mean, it, it's everything is, it's like a cancer has been eaten by this woke stuff and people being afraid. Man up. Stop well, acting like a bunch of freaking pansies, man. It is. It's the secondary economy that's coming. It's crazy, dude. It's like I do shows at this really cool place uh, out here on Long Island, the America First Warehouse. And it's just a guy, uh, a great dude, patriotic guy, loves the country, hardworking guy. And he just started this space. He just started this space. And he's like, we're going to do book signings here. I'm going to have a studio. You can do uh, your sketch comedy show. We'll do everything here. And it's like, okay, so so that's what that's one less comedy club I have to worry about. That's and awesome. I'm doing shows with uh, with Brewer uh, at this at a, at a similar space that, that's very cool in Oklahoma. And then you've got and, and it's the secondary economy that I really wanted to flourish because yeah. that'll be the real economy. That'll be the people where like, I'm not even part of your system. I have a I have a I have a business where people work. I don't care about your skin color. I don't care who you're banging as long as it's not a kid. But like my business has to work. And, right. and that that's that's who I think is going to come out on top of all this. As long as we can keep them from being uh taxed to death. Okay, Reno, where can people find out more about your schedule, what you're up to, where they can see you and see a live show and all that good stuff? You can go on renocallyourcomedy.com. Or I'm on Twitter and Facebook too. Uh, Reno Collier Comedy. I don't really know how Instagram. I'm on it, but um, yeah. But if you go to RenoCollierComedy.com, everything's on there. So, That's fantastic. Yeah, man. Dude, and, I know. I know you're thinking about doing some shows in in Israel. Yeah. With uh, with a friend of ours, Avi Lieberman. I'm just gonna say, do it. Take that gig. Take it. Uh, it's a good I one. I think I'm going to. I know you yeah. loved it, so. All right, guys. Uh, Reno Collier, RenoCollierComedy.com. If you stick around, there'll be nothing here. But if you go over to the Patreon, oh, there's more on the Patreon. And why is that? Because I love you. I love you so damn much. One more question. Why are those pants still on? <laughs> Bye. Bye.